podcasting to all of Azeroth. This is World of Warcraft. I am Lindian. <laughs> Warcraft? Did I say? God damn yeah, it. you did. Did I really? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> That's all right. We'll just leave it in. Oh, it's just too funny. <laughs> Episode 121, I am Starman. And I am Lindian. <laughs> and today is Monday, December the 5th, that we are recording this lovely show. Uh, 2011. 2011. What's this show called again? World of Warcast. Warcast. Okay, got World of Warcast. Got it. All right. So um, <laughs> it's been a while since we, we've recorded last, and uh, this little itty bitty thing seemed to have come out for the game. I think it's called <laughs> Patch 4.3 Hour of Twilight. And uh, we're going to be talking pretty much about that this entire show. Got lots of good topics to go over here. Some things good, some things bad. But uh, before we delve into all that, uh, Starman, what you've been doing uh, since we recorded last? Oh, I've been doing four point three. Four point three. Yeah, I've been. No, I've been you know playing around on, um, you know, in the, in the new five bands, which we'll get to, and uh, I, I've. I've said my goodbyes to ZG and ZA, thankfully. Yeah, thank thank goodness. Uh, oh my god, um, I know they were fun. I I understand why Blizzard put them in. You know, they sort of like redress the old stuff. But um, yeah, I, I don't ever want to step in there ever again. Yeah, I mean, there there were what uh, fifteen mans and t- um. Yeah, they're both fifteen mans, weren't they? Or was one a ten man? I'm trying to remember. Right? You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I I, I don't remember. There's, some of them were tens and some were fifteens, and I don't remember. Or twenty mans, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, there were raids before, so I know their mm-hmm. main motivation was so that more people can see this cool content, and you know, and retooling it and for a five man is you know one good way to do that. But yeah, I. I uh, same here. <laughs> if if I don't have to step into them again anytime soon, it, mm-hmm. it'll definitely it'll definitely be a good thing because uh, I got yeah. pretty soured on running the running the trolls uh, pretty quickly at the beginning of the of the last patch. What I got tired of were people that were coming in and dropping after like the first or second boss because they didn't get what they wanted, mm-hmm. and I can't even tell you how many times I would come in. I would queue and I would come in um, at the um, Firehawk boss. That seemed to be very, very common. It's like people just could not do that boss. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, that that was a, a big problem for people. It's it's such simple coordination. People would say, kill the guy, kill kill the hatcher on the left. So I would always stand on the left, and I, I did the same thing every single run, is I would kill the hatcher on the left. Well, the tank would always pull the, hatch, uh, pull the boss to the left side. It is not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to pull it to the right side. You kill the hatcher on the left, and and the right hatcher goes, and so it would turn into a big giant mess. And it it um it it it's, it just got frustrating. Right. So now we've got these new five mans, which uh, which we'll get to, and they don't seem to be nearly as problematic. No, in fact, uh, I think it's a pretty nice. Um refresh uh to the different five men's that we're doing uh we'll, we'll get into the spe- specifics of it man i can't speak today um uh, but yeah i agree it's 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 nice um a bit more flexible and hopefully over time will not be as boring as his <laughs> yeah yeah well let's get into 4.3 um mm-hmm. you wrote out some balance changes why don't you mention those sure so this is mostly revolving around like mechanics and also 
uh, to different classic uh, classes. So let's start off with the mages, our bread and butter here. So the the biggest change for mages is uh, fire, eh, fire, fire. They uh, buffed fu <laughs> buffed fire quite a bit. Uh, Living bomb, fireball, and pyro all got buffed. And um, starting to look at some of the World of Log uh, parses out for some of um, you know the higher end guilds, and it looks like fire may actually be passing arcane for uh, how much for top TPS. Well, it's it's definitely too soon to tell. I mean, this is the very first. This is uh, well, the, I guess tomorrow Tuesday would be like the, the end of the first full week of raids. Um, so it's it's really it's I don't want to jump the gun and say that yeah fire is definitely better than arcane. I definitely want to uh, digest at least two weeks worth of parses, maybe even three weeks um, before we look uh, before we look it over. But uh, like specifically, the one thing we did when we when we were uh, writing the new content is um, this other mage decided to go fire, and I was I was interested in, in going fire. It's just that. Uh, I didn't think it was, you know, ready to go, so I didn't have, you know, I didn't reforge any of my gear, and I didn't really have time before the raid, so I just stayed arcane, and it was, it was a good thing that I did, because it was a good comparison, you know, between him doing fire and me doing arcane, this way we can get a sense for, you know, which one's going to be better. Uh, the thing with fire is, you need to get your... Uh, what I call effective crit for fireball. So you know, there's a, a glyph you can do, and there's some you know other glyphs and talents and um, buffs you can do to get your your crit level with fireball, which is pretty much your primary nuke. You know, over forty percent. So once you start going over forty percent, you know, closer to fifty percent, obviously would be better. But once you start going that high, then you um, you crit more. So our, the, the biggest dot for a fire mage is ignite. That's their primary dot. And that's, that's really what will help overtake arcane, which is all pretty much just, you know, direct damage. So it's very, very, very reliant on your crit level. So once you get your crit level that high, and I always keep an eye out for, you know, some of the newer gear that drops, check, check out the crit level. Cause this previous, um, tier rating tier, most of the gear seemed to be, kind of balanced towards in like an arcane mage you would see like mastery lots of mastery mastery is cool for a fire mage too but um crit is definitely like the number one stat whereas for an arcane mage mastery is definitely the number one stat so mm -hmm. you would see a lot of mastery and haste like that was like the, the holy thing for for an arcane well, mage the, the the one thing is that and and this isn't mage specific necessarily it could be for any kind of any kind of uh, DPS that does dots. These new five mans are very, very fast. Boom, boom, boom. But these dots, are they worth doing? Because sometimes these dots won't even tick a few times before the mobs are dead. And so it makes me wonder whether or not fire is good for non-rating. And then you've gotten... To, see, one of the biggest problems that I have with World of Warcraft is that they only give you th two specs to work with. You have three possible ones. You can fire... Well, with... Um, if you're a druid, you've got... Uh, balance resto and tank and then like if you're a mage you can do fire arcane and frost you're only allowed to pick two and that irks me because what i would like to have is like arcane for five mans and like fire for raids and then frost for pvp mm -hmm. so do you think that that these 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 dots and this new stuff for fire is worth doing well i guess it if you look at it on a fight-by-fight -fight basis, you could make arguments either way, right? So the 
fire really shines when you have multiple mobs. So mm-hmm. you start pounding, and it also depends on how much health they have. Because because I started playing around. So after after we were done raiding, I switched all my gear over and I brought my spec over and I started doing some of these five mans just to see how things were going. And one of the runs, at least one or two of the runs, we had another um, mage from the guild come and he was still arcane because he, I think he took a break for for a couple weeks and now he's coming back. So he was still arcane. And, you know, on some fights, he flat out beat me out, even though I had better gear. And on some other fights, I beat him out by, like, quite a bit. Like, like for more pooling, like, trash packs. And I could, you know, dot them all up or just focus on one and then hit the combustion and then hit the impact and spread it out to all of them. Then my DPS shot through the roof. And it wasn't, like, um, you know, a little bit. It was, like, a lot. So, like, one pull, like, I was watching the, the, the DPS, like, pull to pull. So, like, one yeah. pull, he would be, like, you know, somewhere in a 20,000, 30,000 range. And I would be maybe, you know, lower than that. Like, like maybe in the high teens or the 20s. And then another pull, I was, like, 42,000. And then he was, wow. like, you know, pretty much doing the same thing. Because it's, again, there's definitely an R, an RNG factor with fire. Some like I said, mm-hmm. some of the RNG stuff is is you know can be annoying, and I remember at the tail end of Lich King, I did get my like effective crit with Fireball up to like fifty percent, and once you get that, I mean you're pretty much critting you know almost all the time. You can stack them all, get those dots going, and spread them, and that's where you can see your your DPS really start to climb with fire. So okay. we'll have to see so, as well- as the gear pans out. You know some of the regular the regular gear, which we'll talk about. The, like the low end tier gear, the middle of the road tier gear, and the heroic gear. Um, you know, we'll see how it all pans out. All right. You wrote down uh, shaman. What are the differences with shaman now? Yeah. So I started. One of the things I've also done um, this last couple of weeks is I actually got my shaman to eighty five, and um, I actually <laughs> on the day that I got him to eighty five, um, like in the afternoon. By the evening, I was running trolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, oh, was, it was it was that easy, you know. The BOE boots, the BOE bracers, because I had extra valor points, and um, I don't, know, I don't even think I got another piece of crafted gear. I just just started running some stuff, and then yeah, before you know it, I was running trolls. So with him, I have him as elemental and healing, so it's pretty cool to get back into the healing swing of things. So with the shaman. Uh, I'm sure we we talked about this before. Some of the enhancement shaman were actually going for the like intellect gear because the way that some of the talents worked, the way that I think the flame tongue weapon worked, um, it could actually you know proc a buff, and it was and if you had intellect gear, it would be higher damage. And so Blizzard was saying that there was like this you know uh, uh, minority or a bunch of uh, enhancement shamans who were actually like rolling on elemental gear as opposed to hunter gear right so the enhancement shaman is pretty much itemized the same way as a hunter would be you know agility and stamina so now with the 4.3 changes they changed flame tongue and i think one other thing so pretty much closes the book on that so when they want enhancement shaman to be you know pure melee holding wielding melee weapons and no longer using the uh the int gear um also which i thought was pretty interesting they buffed the healing quite a bit um they did that across the board i think pretty much for all of the healing classes but but specifically i know with with shaman with aoe heals they buffed the uh, ancestral spirit 
and some other things to help um, improve their healing. And what was very curious is they actually had to nerf the tier 12 set bonuses because they were so, well, I guess, overpowered or so good that, like, the difference between between them and the tier thirteen was actually kind of like questionable. It's like, well, why would I want to do that? So they actually they actually oh, okay. nerfed the tier twelve bonuses down a little bit, and of course, and then and then buffed some other things to compensate for that. So they they also buffed some of the um, uh, other um, AOE AOE DPS spells, not only just AOE healing, but also AOE DPS spells mm-hmm. to compensate mm-hmm. for it. All right, and uh, melee DPS. Yeah, so they met, Ghostcrawler mentioned before that they felt that the melee DPS was definitely not where it should be in terms of PVE, uh, PVP. They thought it was fine. So what they really? Add, oh yeah, you know, that's what I, he said. All right, so on my mage, I uh, I guess the only thing I really have to go by is um, uh, doing Firelands and ZGZA, <clears throat> and what I would do is I would pull. I want to say about 23k mm-hmm. um, in a non-raid, and then in a raid, what were we pulling? Like around 29, 32k or something like that? Uh, yeah, like on on the on that one um, boss, the, the DPS check, the patchwork yeah, uh, style, style yeah. boss, I was pulling right around, right around 30, 30, 31. So I've seen some... Uh, some uh, Death Knight DPS, um, the DPS, yeah, Death Knight DPS is actually pulling more than me. Um, I have not seen too many paladins pull more than me. Um, druids, most definitely not. Now, well, not to say that have, the way that uh, the Boomkin Druid, oh yeah, Boomkin Druid is well, is way up there. Well, I'm just saying. I was I was gonna say that like just my play style is not a litmus test for what for what the entire game is. Okay. I'm just saying that in my experience, I've seen Death Knight uh, um, damage. Listen to me, <laughs> damage Death Knights. Hello, <laughs> DPS Death Knights, not tank Death Knights. DPS Death Knights sometimes pull a little more than me on on an almost consistent basis. Um, although I have to say, I have not looked at these people's gear, um, because I just don't bother. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter to me, but I'm just saying that it's, it's just, just really death knights, it's death knights and mages and then everybody else underneath. Okay. Well, and for our regular rating group, um, the top still seems to be, uh, shadow priests. And still, oh yeah, even even with some of the, and again, I don't want to jump to conclusions because there's not a lot of data in the world of logs, but uh, so far, uh, we've seen shadow priests up at the top, um, destruction warlocks, which they well, we're also going to talk about the uh, blizzard buff destruction. Um, now, previously, boomkin druids were also up there, like when firelands, but. I know it in, uh, in that one fight that I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember his name, the the, the patchwork style fight in in the new in the new uh, raid instance. Um, Shadow Priest was definitely up there, but then again, he's he has the legendary now, so that could be another reason why. Yeah, um, I mean, there are just so many. That's what I'm saying is that there are so many factors involved. I'm just saying that it, it seemed kind of strange that on an almost consistent basis, it was always DPS Death Knights. Mm. always and not everybody else not warlocks like i i can't even remember the last time i saw a warlock beat me 
Oh no, yeah. Before they buffed destruction, it was yeah. It's kind of like warlocks kind of just dropped off the face of the earth almost. I haven't really seen mon- uh, much of it in terms of rating or even doing five mans. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Well, we we talked about tanking a little bit the last time uh, that they had the threat boost. Now they're moving the threat boost up again. Yeah. Three hundred percent to five hundred percent. I didn't really have a problem pulling off tanks the last time. And they, is there any reason why they had to make it higher? Probably for some of these fights um, in the in the new raids, I would imagine. Um, so now it's like it's literally it's it's very very difficult to pull uh, threat off of a tank. Like I know specifically that that fight that I'm like that I'm forgetting. I gotta look it up now because. This is just is just annoying, <laughs> but anyway, there's a threat wipe, and one part when you fit with if the tank has to phase out if he gets yeah. a certain debuff, and when he comes back, the threat is reset, so it's going to take him like a second or two, you know, to get all that back. But if he didn't have this this threat boost, I would imagine it might take him like two global cooldowns. You know, to do it, either either just an outright taunt or hit him with the shield slam or or you know something. Hmm. So okay. it's it's very nice that because um, I was actually asking the tank over vent. It's like, hey, am I you know? Or I was I was chatting with him, saying, hey, am I doing something wrong? Am I pulling off of you? And he actually like came on vent and said, look, guys, you don't have to worry about threat. I can pretty much just hit him once, and you're never going to pull off of me. So <laughs> so it's 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 nice to see that. Yeah. And then uh, we have Warlocks or Destro buff now. Yeah, Destro, I know the one Warlock we had who raids uh, every so often loves playing Destro, d- uh, does not like any other spec. And so he was like a, a choice for him. He wanted to stay Destro, even though Destro wasn't like the top DPS spec. So now uh, I guess Blizzard kind of listened and, and buffed Destruction for him. So now he's very happy he can stay Destruction. <laughs> just for him. <laughs> you mean just for him, yeah. All right. So let's talk about these new five mans, which I dove into as soon as I could. Um, first off, they're what I call very lorelicious. <laughs> lorelicious. <laughs> they're lorelicious. I'm not going to spoil anything, mm. but if you've been keeping up with what's been going on with Thrall and and Deathwing and and all that, um, along with some of the stuff that happened in, uh, there was a big long quest line that happened starting in Hygel with um, with Thrall and his mate and, and that whole thing. Um, that sort of continues on. The story of Deathwing continues on. The Dragon Soul. It all sort of ties in with this, um, with the with the, the second and third parts of the new five. There are three of them. The first one, not so Loralicious, but the second and third one are very much so. Um, and so my my interpretation of this whole thing is that seems like Blizzard wanted to keep people going because uh, ZG and ZA were just such a pain in the ass. So they wanted to keep people moving, moving, moving. And I think they intentionally made these new five mans a little easier. Not to say that you still can't get a bunch of ass hats. I don't know what they're doing and wipe the raid because I've seen that happen. If if you're going like I went in with with guildies the very first time, mm-hmm. we just like flew through all three of them. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. We're done. Uh, then I went back because I wanted Valor Points uh, with Pugs, and the tank doesn't know what he's doing, and I actually got yelled at for not sheeping Dragonkin. <laughs> which you can't do, for those who yeah, don't know. Yeah, which you can't do. I'm trying to tell this guy that you can't sheep Dragonkin, and he tells me I suck as a mage. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Invalid target. Maybe he's wearing um, heirloom gear. I, yeah, well. <laughs> That's a throwback to an old episode. <laughs> no, it's... I wanted to talk about some of the fights and give some people tips. Um, end Time actually starts... It's in Caverns of Time. That's where it starts. And actually, I think all of them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including um, the raids, cause, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have to go there anymore. So I never really went to the... Uh, the beginning except when i died um obsidian dragonshire is where you fight the echo of bane and essentially uh there's a pool of lava and four islands and what you have to do is beat the crap out of him as fast as you can because what he does is he destroys one of the islands i don't like this fight because people that are not very coordinated underwater die very fast Mm. like me i just blink and i i see where i am and i just jump back on the next island and that's it but there are some people that die in the middle of the lava because they can't see what they're doing. and uh, it's, it's just a little frustrating, in my opinion. Um, essentially, what he does is it's, it's a tank and spank, except he drops a totem. And when he drops the totem, oh, there's another thing. He sends people flying in the area of where the totem drops. You don't know where it's going to be. So he sends you flying. He can send you flying in the lava. And you're taking damage swimming back. Point is, if, if you get back, and you survive, you basically click on the totem and it'll it'll give you a little reticule, a green reticule, and you put it by his feet and it'll stun him. And then you can beat the crap out of him a little longer. Mm-hmm. And he won't fight back. But what he does, he, he jumps to an island and breaks it apart. So you have to kill him as fast as possible and you have to swim to another island. Ah. It's, like I said, it's, it's just tough for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo of Jaina, which is in the Azure Dragonshire, is is that's that's a pretty cool fight. You have to go around grabbing pieces of her staff, and the rest of the fight you have to fight hard. Um, what do you think? I would say it's just a tank and speak. You just have to get out of the way of the uh, basically what she's throwing at you. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I've tanked it, I, and I've I think I've done all three. I've tanked, healed it, and DPS'd it. So, for the uh, like, if you're you're a ranged DPS, you just have to look for that little fireball or fire thing that, that she throws out, and you have to stand in it, which is kind of the opposite of you know, <laughs> you stand in the fire, which is good, which is normally not the case. For tanking, it's annoying because before she throws those spike things out, she blinks away. So you have to like you know charge over there or run over there or jump over there to to, to get back on her. Um, mm-hmm. And healing again can be a bit problematic because you know the, the if you have melee DPS or tanks, you're going to be running all over the place, and the range you're going right. to be running around all over the place. So it's it's a it's a uh, mobile fight, but yeah, it's not not overly difficult. And right. um, it can be a bit harder because she does do she does a pyroblast that's not interruptible, but then she does a frostbolt volley which hits everyone, which is interruptible. And if you don't interrupt it, I mean that can be annoying because it'll you know damage you and slow you down, especially mm-hmm. if you have to get out of the way of stuff or get to stuff. Uh, so yeah. if if you have people who don't know what's going on and they're not in, interrupting at all, that can become the fight can become harder than it really needs to be. Mm-hmm. Interrupt her if you can. Uh, use every man for for themselves. Every man, yeah, every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you're a human, it's easy to do that. Echo of Sylvanas is kind of fun. Um, it's it's a tank and spank. Except what happens is, um, at one point, 
she will pull everybody to the center and then she'll spawn all these ghouls around her. Mm-hmm. And what the t- now, this is where coordination is important because if you don't do this fast, you will die. Mm-hmm. The the ghouls create this um, circular field from ghoul to ghoul, and it keeps shrinking. So what you have to do is you have to beat the crap out of one of them, and everybody has to focus every uh, DPS. All of them have to focus their energy onto one of these ghouls and usually follow the tank, but that some people just don't understand what's going on. They think they have to kill all of them. Right. I've seen that happen. I say to them, no, just pick one. <laughs> Tag it. Do something. Put a skull on it. I don't care, but you just have to pick, kill one. When you kill that one, there's a hole in the field, and you go through that, and you wait for the you wait for the circle to finish shrinking. But what's important is that there's going to be this um, purple goo on the ground and you have to get out of that and this is another mistake i've seen people do is they'll walk through it forward mm-hmm. so they just keep walking through it not just jump to the side because it's it's a it's a rectangular strip <clears throat> it's a lot longer than it is wider it's like maybe six feet across but it's like 30 feet wide i'm 30 feet long so what happens is people start to run from their point forward through this thing and they die because rather than stepping to the side and being out of it, they run through it. And that's so, so run to the side. Right. And that's essentially the fight. The rest of it, again, is usual tank and spank. Um, Echo of Tyrande is, is very interesting. Tyrande Whisperwind. You're in this forest. It's completely dark. And you can see these, these animals running around. And essentially what the tank has to do is the tank has to pull all these animals into into these um, pillars of moonlight, which you'll see. They'll they'll spawn at different uh, points. And you go around you go around in a circle or around this forest in a circle, and you go from uh, you go from moonbeam to moonbeam. You have to pull all the mobs into the moonbeam because that's when you can damage them. For example, if you try to kill a mob outside of the moonbeam, you're only doing like maybe 4k damage. Whereas you pull them into the moonbeam, you can do 32k damage. So right. uh, you essentially pull all the mobs, and then later on you'll you'll fight some night elves. Again, pull them all into the moonbeam, AOE them, and um, and then you'll fight um, Sylvan. I'm sorry, uh, Tyrene Whisperwind. And um, this is an interesting fight. It's it's again very simple. But what you have to do is you have to interrupt her stardust. Mm-hmm. And not if you're ranged DPS, don't be too close to her because what she do what she does is she'll send out this ice lance, and it'll look like it's coming right towards you, and then it'll split into three. And you have to make sure that you're out of the way of the of the three that split. So if you're too close and you don't know where the split's going to be, then um, you're going to get hit by it. And it, it does quite a bit of damage. The other thing is that there are these orbs that are going around the lake that she's standing in, and you just have to move away of uh, move out of the way of those two. So that's those. Then comes the fun one. Mm-hmm. Those are the four random ones that you can you can get, but then there's the fifth one, which is always the last one. <laughs> I love this fight. I love this fight, too. This fight's cool. Essentially, you're fighting a dragon. Mm-hmm. The the thing is that he's got a massive amount of hit points. 18 so million what, health, yeah. 18 million health. Mm-hmm. Now, you're thinking a five-man can't do 18 million health. Oh, yes, he can. There's, uh, there's an hourglass in the middle. And what you do is you pop 
every single cooldown you have immediately when the when the fight starts, mm-hmm. there are these yellow swirls that are going to land by you, and you'll see where they're coming because there'll be a little warning, um, a little warning orb where they're going to land. So you just sort of move out of the way. Eventually, they're going to they're going to be so many of them that it's going to be impossible to uh, to to be close enough to hit if you're ranged DPS. So at some point, somebody clicks on the hourglass and it resets everything health and cooldowns and then you pop everything again so essentially you can you can do uh time warp heroism everything that you have will be reset as soon as somebody hits the hourglass so i think the only thing it doesn't reset actually is trinkets the trinket cooldown will still be up but everything else will be well does it yeah i know i noticed that with trinkets okay um so and and then you should have after you pop all these cooldowns and everything you should have more than enough DPS and you can do that five times uh, six actually there's six there's six the, the usually he usually dies after the fifth one though I have I haven't yet to be in a five man where he doesn't uh, he doesn't hmm. die after yeah because I either have either one or two of those um, um, hourglasses still left oh okay I could have sworn that there were only five hourglasses but. Oh, I mean, you know what it is? It's how many are left. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. So, so yeah, a total of six. And that's it. Oh, there's there's uh, one thing that I want to say. I made this mistake once. When you're doing end time for the first time, there's going to be an NPC. I think it's Nosdormo. Yep. With a question mark over his head. Mm-hmm. Don't ask to be ported to the next place until you've looted the boss. Yes. <laughs> that, that would be a problem. <laughs> I made that mistake. I thought it was going to be ported maybe to the beginning of the instance or something like that. But no, it takes you to in a completely different area. It no. takes you to the next part. Yep. And you can't loot whatever came out. So, Right. You have to finish. Yeah, Make sure you, you, you're completing the quest chain as you go because it is one after the other after the other. You have to finish End of Time before you can do World mm-hmm. of Eternity. You have to finish World of Eternity before you can do Hour of Twilight. Then after that, you'll be fine. And And what was weird was... I was actually queuing up with some friends on my shaman, and I think what happened was uh, one of the, the guy who queued us picked a specific dungeon. I think he picked like Well of Eternity, but uh-huh. I, but I didn't run End of Time yet on my shaman, so it didn't let me go. It completed the group. The rest of the people were in there, but when I tried to zone in, it says you know you can't you can't zone into Well of Eternity until you finish. Or maybe it was our twilight. He said you you can't you can't um, zone into our twilight until you finish Well of Eternity. I'm like guys yeah, it's, yeah. guys, it's not letting me zone in. So what do you mean mm-hmm. it should it should have picked end of time if you didn't do it? And it's like, well, did you pick random or did you pick a specific? He's like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. we had to leave and we got the 30 minute debuff and that sucked. Oh boo. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, so for the next one, Well of Eternity. Again, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, all, all I'm going to say is that for the second boss, and and people keep making this mistake, they don't realize that somebody's being controlled like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And so now let me bring it up. I got the game up. I've got a macro here. Um, there is a macro that I created. Let me let me just bring up the macro so that I can tell everybody what it is. It is slash target space hand. You're essentially going to be targeting something. And uh, again, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, the beginning of the 
the name of what you're targeting is has the word hand in it. So you just want to say slash target space hand. That's your macro. And if you have deadly boss mods, it'll tell you that somebody is being mind controlled. The first thing you do is you, you hit that macro. It'll target what you're supposed to. Um, somebody, if you've got somebody that's got better gear than you or, or whatever, they can do some serious damage to the rest of your party. And I've seen this happen. Um, so you want to make sure you get that hand killed um, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Plus there's and that other spell that the boss will cast that has to be interrupted. Otherwise, everyone everyone gets mind controlled and you wipe and, um, and, and without giving too much away, we can we can kind of say that you can you get help from a famous demon hunter. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then um, and the last boss, uh, really not much to say there except beat the crap out of the last boss. Mm-hmm. He used to be on an island, or he still is. <laughs> he still is on an island, and sort of, sort of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got um, he's got a lot of health too. He's got twenty million, twenty five million, some ridiculous. No, even more than that. No, it's he a has, lot more than that. He's I got like fifty million. million. Yeah, he's got a ridiculous amount. But you don't have to, you don't have to kill him. You just have to basically um, get to a certain point because you have help from other from other NPCs, mm-hmm. uh, in- including that famous demon hunter. Um, so once you get to a certain point, you kind of drive him back, and I don't think you actually kill him. I think he still has like. 10 million health when uh, you drive him back. Yeah. So, um, in the, the third area, the first boss really isn't that bad. You just, um, what's that called? Hour of twilight. The first boss isn't bad. You just have to stay out of the, um, the ice reticules that are going to be falling on you. Mm-hmm. That's no big deal. Second boss. And this is so very important because I've been in pugs where the, the, the tank is just does not understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. The second boss will create a smoke screen. You oh yeah, a- you absolutely have to pull the boss out of that smoke screen because ranged DPS cannot hit her. Right, and all plus just, she silences. I hate that fight when I don't. That my silence mage. is too much. Oh, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's like cast, cast silence, and then you wait, and then cast silence, and cast silence. It is just dry. It drives me crazy. I think that needs to be fixed a little bit, and not not so much that I I think that it needs a nerf. It's just that I basically sit there and I'm like I'm not able to do anything. Right. You know, give um, give the boss like two or three million more in health, and let us just pound her instead of you know the the four or five million that she has and silencing silencing us every like five seconds. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've been in a couple of pugs so far where I'm, I'm screaming at these, these tanks. I'm like, pull her out of the smoke, pull her out of the smoke. We can't hit her, pull her. And everybody's like, do you see in, in party chat, pull her out of the damn smoke? <laughs> Cause the, the tank just doesn't know. It doesn't care. Mm. Cause you can do melee DPS damage, but you can't do range DPS damage. Right. So. So that's that. And then on the last boss, uh, there's really not much to say there except stay out of the way of the waves. There are these these waves that, that come through and you just have to stay away from them. And then there are these um, purple areas of the void areas and just stay out of those. I mean, it's just standard stay out of the way stuff. Mm-hmm. Just just look out for what you're doing. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And um, But I, I like them. I like them quite a bit. It's... Um... Definitely um, a good change. I like the fact that, like you said, on the first one, there's actually uh, a randomness factor. So it's not the same thing um, all the time. You know, the first and mm-hmm. the last are the same, but the, no, the last is always the same, right? But the other ones are random. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 great. So you have a different thing. And you're right, it can be kind of frustrating if you're looking for a specific kind of drop, but you know, in the long run I think it's it's uh it's nicer that way. Yeah. Um all There's... these five mans drop three seventy eight gear, which is Firelands gear. So it's a very easy way to get geared up very quickly. Although I think you have to be three seventy two, is it, in order to run these know. five mans? I was I was ready as soon as it started, so I really don't know. Okay, well I know that some people still had, and some of my friends had to get some gear. Um, was it three? No, no, three seventy two. I think is for the for looking for raid. I think the five mans are a little bit lower. Um, okay. Three. Oh yeah, because my shaman didn't need that much. I think it was like three three fifty three. I think it was to run the five mans. And yeah, I think it's three seventy two to do the the looking for raid. But um, mm-hmm. all these five mans drops three seventy eight gear. So. Plus, there's um, there's a new Valor Point gear, non-tier Valor Point gear, like a helm and, and shoulders and stuff that you can just buy with straight-up points, which is also uh, pretty nice. Very nice. There's one thing that I forgot to mention about the Hour of Twilight. It, it's an escort quest. The NPC that you're escorting, make sure you talk to him all the time because yep. there's, there's, there's one spot after the first boss where people that have done the instance before – forget that you have to talk to the npc and so we're all just standing around going nobody talked to him did they (laughs) once somebody has to run all the way back and talk to him i don't like that i I don't like how you because you have to click on him a lot and then some people forget then you're just kind of like standing there fighting stuff for no reason at the third section it's just so you have you have to keep remembering to talk to him to move the thing along, right? Kind kind of like the thing from from Lich King that the one where you, he's chasing you, you have to talk to the NPC at least once to get the ball rolling, mm-hmm. or if not twice to get the ball rolling on that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's better than ZGZA. Um, you wrote in the notes here. Now I didn't know this because I didn't see it, and I haven't run ZGZA. You said that you only need to kill two bosses to get to the end boss. Yeah, they, they they changed it up so now instead of having to kill all four, both in ZG and CA, you only need to kill two, and then you can go straight to the last boss. So, if you mm. thought this the trolls, you know, sucked as it is, they're gonna suck even more because now people are just gonna kill any whatever two bosses and go right to the end and then leave. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. What do you think that the five mans are too easy? Is it too easy? Right now, say... my initial impression would be is that it's easy enough. There's still mechanics in the game you have to follow. You still have to interrupt that mind control, otherwise you wipe. You can't yeah. stand in the purple goo. You can't stand in the fire. You can't stand when the spikes are coming at you. Otherwise, very likely you're going to die. Um, will that cause a wipe? It can. Can you recover from it on some fights? Sure. Um, so far, my initial impression is it's probably right where it should be, given the fact that you're running with pugs. Mm. If you're running with guildies, it's really easy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Okay. All right, moving on to the new raid, the Dungeon Soul. I haven't done them yet, specifically because I, I just really didn't want to invest the time this week to do it. Right. Um, have you done it? Yes, we've got through. All right, so the name of the boss I forgot. His name is Ultraxian. So mm-hmm. we were able to do um, the the first four bosses. Those were pretty straightforward. Um, the mechanics weren't uh, that overly difficult. And you, you basically you're going you're going to you're in the caverns of time. You, it kind of picks up where the last five man pick, um, left off. 
Uh, you're going through the Wormrest Temple. So first you're working your way up to it. There's a boss outside the temple. Then you work your way to the bottom. Kind of similar to the Five Man. Then you're working your way up the temple. Uh, killing a couple bosses there. Then you come to Ultraxian. So Ultraxian is the patchwork of this raiding tier. He it, This is the DPS check. He has... X number of health, whether it's 10 man or 25 man, and you have under six minutes to kill him. It realistically, it's more like five minutes and 50 seconds. He enrages at six minutes, mm -hmm. but the way the healing works is that these NPCs come to help you that you've been um, going through with the five mans, going through. So, the, so those same NPCs you're in the five mans are now helping you in the raid instance. Thrall is there and a bunch of others. You know, don't want to give too much away. Uh, and they're helping you on this fight. So they, they come out and they, they give you these different colored buffs, which do different things for your healers. Because the healing on this fight is just tremendous. This guy's just doing... Ultraxian is a... Uh, how do you describe him? He's a shadow-type dragon. He, he's he's, he's kind of like an aspect or a dragon that Deathwing created... And even in the lore there, he's kind of like saying, you know, Nefarian, Anixia, they were nothing compared to this guy. Mm. Okay. And, and what he does is he's a, he's a, oh, that's right. He's a twilight dragon. He pulls you into, so I was talking before about being pulled in and out of the phase. It's actually the realm of twilight. So in part of this, uh, as you're fighting him, part of you, part of the fight, will, you'll be pulled into the, the um i guess uh realm of twilight would be the right term and you you have this mechanic where you can pull yourself out of of the realm temporarily otherwise you'll get one shot there's different mechanics you have to be careful of he puts his debuff on people he also does this huge aoe where then the majority of your raid has to jump out of the twilight but, but three people have to stay in if three people don't stay in then it's a wipe also and it's kind of a wipe where what happens is these NPCs are helping you, and if you don't do the mechanic right, Ultraxian goes, ha ha, and he, and he, all the NPCs have like a shield on them, and Ultraxian will just knock the shield down and then kill all the NPCs and, and everybody wipes. <laughs> mm. It's basically a raid wipe type of ability. So Ultraxian has uh, whatever, you know, um, I'm trying to, I don't remember the exact number, but he has a fixed, a fixed amount of health. You have to kill him in five minutes and 50 seconds. Okay, and so you just you, you do the math. Subtract your healers, subtract your tanks, the rest of your DPS, divide that number by how much health he has and in five minutes and fifty seconds, and that equals a number. Okay? So I think the number I'm pretty sure the raid number in the twenty-five man in the makeup that we were doing was your your raid DPS had to be in the neighborhood of five hundred and ten thousand DPS. Wow. Okay. So, well, that's over, you know, uh, I think we had 17 DPS, 16 or 17 DPS, somewhere in that, in that neighborhood where we're still playing with how many healers we should take and all that kind of stuff. And we came really close. We came to like 4% a couple times. And, oh, this is our first, this is the very first week doing it. People have to get used to the mechanics and, you know, with all the mods being busted, some people's UIs were screwed up. So they weren't seeing that they got the button, the debuff, and they, some of them didn't see the button. They would click because they're running you know different kinds of UIs, so we had to create like a macro to to click this the because that that's the mechanic is you're clicking this extra button that appears in your UI to pull yourself out of the realm of twilight. Um, 
So uh, it seems it seems like ten man is uh, a lot easier. In fact, I'm looking here on our world of logs. I think they did they one shot it or they no. It took them about four tries to do it in ten man. But in twenty five man, we're um you know we're still struggling with it. But it's again, this is your gear slash DPS check. You, you know, you're not going to get you, you. You have to do whatever the magic number is five hundred ten thousand and twenty five man. It's probably a lot less in ten man. Um, just looking at the numbers real quick here. One two three. So I don't know, maybe in the neighborhood of like a hundred fifty thousand DPS or. Um, somewhere in that neighborhood. No, it's probably more than that. Maybe like two hundred fifty thousand DPS in ten man. So maybe about half that. Hmm. And if you can't do it after five minutes and fifty seconds, he's gonna wipe the raid. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And not only that, but you know how like on some fights you can kind of cheese it. Where let's say if you're a mage, you can like ice block and then hope that the you know the dots will kill the boss, which we have done <laughs> on certain heroic modes. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was made actually ice blocked in that one. I remember. Um, but it looks like in this one, he once you know once those people die, it's like all of his debuffs go away. He's casting this ability that's just gonna kill him. It's just gonna you know wipe the raid. So it's a it's it's like a true. You gotta pull. You gotta pull your your DPS. You gotta pull those numbers. Otherwise, you know you're not gonna kill this guy. Mm-hmm. So that that was pretty cool. The the one the one complaint I really do have though. I mean, the, the, the fights are pretty interesting, but, you know, like the first boss, when we came over there and, you know, most of the people, you know, a good portion of our people probably looked up on YouTube, the different things and how to do things. And even yeah, still, it was our, on the PTR, it was on the PTR and, you know, our raid leader will, he'll, he'll explain the fight to everyone. We just one shot that boss. I mean, we one shotted, I think, I think we only wiped maybe once on the first four bosses. Uh, no, you know what the fourth? No, we wiped a couple times on the fourth one because there was a little bit more mechanics on the on on the uh, on that one, the one before all tracks in. Uh, that one had you had a bunch of running around and just <sighs> that's like mechanics just for the sake of mechanics though. It's like the boss goes immune, shoots mm-hmm. this fire. I'm not excuse me, not fire ice. Shoots this ice all over the place, and you just lit- literally just run around the room making sure. That the ice doesn't touch you in a circle. It's like uh, the silliest. It's but but that's all you do. Well, there's, there's like two ads you have to kill. So like if the melee w- walk walk up to them, they can melee them a couple times. But it's like a, it's like a merry-go-round, okay? But you can't let those ice patches touch you. So like you're coming up to the ad, you DPS it as much as you can, but it's more important that you stay alive. So you need to keep running, and then the next group behind you. We'll kill them off. It's just, it's just you know silly, <laughs> you know it's just stuff like that. So you have to get used to that mechanic. Uh, but overall, it's been really easy. And 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 my my real pet peeve with this is on our server on Zangermarsh, okay, which is a medium slash low, you know maybe on like you know low you know high end of the low low end of the medium kind of population. Somebody killed Deathwing already. Yeah, he's he's, same thing he's, on. He's dead. Yeah, I, I already. Mean, well, I mean, is it? It's really not much of a surprise. I mean, like I said, it was on the PTR. Well, well yes, it is. Okay, uh, now all the previous types of raids where they had a boss like Ultraxian, okay, that was your gear check boss. That was your DPS check. That was your gear check. You could not get past him 
until your raid was geared well enough for it. And nor the way they usually yeah, tuned I see your it, point. the way they you normally would tune that is they would tune it assuming you got, you know, maybe half of your raid got the drops, the new gear drops that were in there, right? But Deathwing's, yeah. Deathwing's dead already. I mean, you have you have the the top end the top end guilds that were farming heroic Firelands gear that just steamrolled it. I yeah. mean, just dead. And then you know what? Next, you know, I would not be surprised next week if heroic Deathwing was dead. Yeah, uh, they they made it way too easy, and and that's I mean that's a shame. I mean, it, it's cool that they put in. Which we have, well, I guess we can talk about now. So, so they put in, th- you know, three different ways that people can raid now, right? So, what mm-hmm. I was, what I was describing was the the regular way. Okay, so you're going with, you get your ten men together, your twenty five men together, get somebody over to ca- to caverns of time, you know, summon everybody and get them over there and have them zone in, right? Yeah. Okay, th- th- and that drops. The which I'll call the normal tier thirteen gear. Okay, that's item level three ninety seven, three ninety seven mm-hmm. gear. Okay, now you can also do looking for raid LFR, which they also introduced with four point three. Now, what's cool about that is that you can go through there. The fights are a lot easier, be it um, the bosses have less health, and also they may have removed some mechanics. Um, some of the stupid mechanics, kind of like I was talking about, or you know, standing in the fire mechanics to make it a lot easier, so it's puggable, okay. And that also drops tier thirteen gear, but um, I'm trying to remember what the number was. Was it three eighty three, three eighty four, something like that? It was lower. It's a lower item level than the regular tier thirteen gear. By the way, we should probably mention that all of the tier gear requires tokens. You cannot buy. Any right. tier, you cannot buy any tier gear with valor points anymore. Okay, but the LFR, I mean, there's, I mean, it's a pug, so you know you have, it'll be similar to your five man pugs. You know, you'll have a good experience, you have a bad experience, that kind of a thing. I remember after our first night of raiding, a couple guys stayed on to do an LFR, and they said, "Oh no, we'll do it, we'll have fun." And you because know, this is the same guy who was on the PTR and was able to, to you know, kill Deathwing on the PTR. You know, it's a different set of people than than we have access to because it was just a horrible experience. I remember one of our tanks was like, I am never, ever doing that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ever doing that again. Unless it's like a mostly guild run or all guild run. I am never doing that again. Uh, and then the last set of tier 13 gear will be the heroic version. So once you clear it out on normal, then you can put it into heroic mode and then they'll drop heroic tokens. And that's um, uh, four... Oh, are you in the game? I forgot. I forgot what the number was. I don't know if it's like four thirteen or something like that, but it's higher. No, than... I don't know. I'm in the game, but I don't know. Okay, so yeah, so so you have these three different levels of the tier gear. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked to have seen. I mean, it's cool that you have the LFR. It's cool that they dumb that stuff down, and it's kind of cool that you can get that other tier gear, and and you know, it's not as good as the regular rating gear. Um, I can see how that'll definitely help in five mans. It'll help in LFR itself. Uh, oh, one thing I should probably mention, which which was I, I didn't put this down in notes, but I just thought of this because it came up in guild chat. So I didn't get the specifics on this. I have to look on WoW WoW Insider or WoWhead to see where this came from. But there was a guild, a higher end guild, that decided 
to gear up all of their mains Mm -hmm. by taking a bunch of their alts, maybe like half and half. Again, I don't have the specifics, but they would bring some of their alts and some of their mains, and they would go into LFR. Okay. Then the alts would be rolling on, you know, whatever gear that comes in there. And then since it's a raid, they would pass the gear to their mains. And then the the mains would get the gear, and then they would keep running LFR over and over and over again until all of their mains were geared in three in in that whatever the highest level eye level that drops in LFR, and then they went in and did the regular raid. And Blizzard caught on to it, and Blizzard started taking the gear away because there's no if you think about it, there's really no way to avoid this. So. Blizzard put in a while ago that in case, you know, someone loots a wrong piece of gear, it's uh, it's tradable to anyone else in that raid for two hours, right? So you can trade it, um, you know, in case, oops, I didn't mean to hit need or, or whatever. There's some, you know, maybe somebody wanted to pass it, you know, just you know, whatever the whatever the reason might be. So there's really no way to avoid this kind of, I don't know if you want to call it an exploit. I mean, I don't like calling it an exploit. It's gaming the system. It's not a, no, it's not. It's gaming the system, but it's not. I, I separate the two of them. An exploit is is doing something that's not intended by the developers. And, and maybe this isn't. This is gaming the system. This is sort of taking the rules and bending them, whereas an exploit is like breaking them. Right, like 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 get, killing a boss as a one shot or avoiding some mechanic that you you should. Yeah, do. yeah, that's an exploit. But but gaming the system is sort of is bending the rules to your advantage. And I I guess it's the best way I can describe right. it. So I mean, if you think about it, this is how this is how this this guild was able to get all this gear pretty much instantly. So it sounds like they may have done it over like the first day or two and got all their mains up to whatever the highest eye level that drops in LFR, maybe even full, all the tier 13 sets. Cause the, 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 the set bonuses are still there, even though it's, you know, it's itemized lower, it's a lower eye level, but basically the, I guess it's, it was probably a 10 man and they probably got their mains all decked out in yeah. tier 13 and all the other stuff, and then started running thing and just steamrolled it on normal. Yeah. All right, moving on to transmorgification. Transmorgification—that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, it is a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so this is something that a lot of people have not specifically been asking for, but in in other games, it's called alternate appearance. Where you can wear your gear, your regular gear, your level 378, your 391, or whatever it is, but you put on the appearance of something else. And you might say, well, why do you want to do that? Well, the reason why I would want to do it is because I have a lot of gear that looks cool. I'm sorry. That's that's just the way I, I feel. Like, for example, my, my favorite, and I've posted pictures of this on Flickr, my favorite so far is the Mage Tier 6. I think that's just really, really wicked looking. And the first thing I did when I went on the PTR was I took all my tier six gear and it basically transmorged it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when the servers went live, when four point three went live, that's that's the first thing I did. I just transmorged everything into tier six. So now it looks like I've got tier six gear, even though I'm wearing three seventy eights and three ninety ones. 
I think it's great because it does two things. It it gives people like me that are like the pack rats the ability to use the old armor um, and not just store it away. Because, I mean, what good is it when it's just being stored? And I'm sure the thing is, I'm sure Blizzard has data on all this stuff. The reason why they did this is probably because they knew that all these people were were storing all these things. And they've got all this data of how much space people are being... Um, People are putting in their bags. Right. So they had to have looked at it and said, you know what? All these people are using stuff in their bags. Why don't we just actually do this? Because people will like it. And so they have, and we do. And I think it's great. I've been farming a whole bunch of old stuff. And, and that brings me to the second point. The reason why this is good is because it breathes a little more life back into the game. Mm-hmm. Because now people will go back to the older raids and actually, even if they've just four or five man it, like we did with Black Temple recently, you can go in there and and just, you have a reason for going back in there other than doing dailies. Right. And that's what I like. Right. So so plus, I mean, this this gives everyone the opportunity to not look like everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're the way you used to be with MMOs, you know, in the past, you know, if you're on the current rating, you know, level, you get all the tier gear, then you know, you know, everyone pretty much looks the same. You know, if you're a, you know, a mage, you have the mage gear, you have priest, you have the priest gear, you know, the shaman, the shaman gear. Now you can go and say. You know, oh, I'll take this, you know, older tier or, you know, mix and match and <laughs> come up with what you want. So now you have some, you know, individuality, which I think is, I think is really cool. I mean, are there any other MMOs that let you do this? I don't um, think so. Yeah, there are a bunch. Um, EverQuest 2 allows you to do that. Oh, okay. EverQuest 2 has had it in their game for about four years now. Maybe even oh. longer. Yeah. So, for example, in EQ2, um, see, the thing about EQ2 is that they don't, they don't allow you to use like a, a leather piece for a replacement as a cloth piece. You still can't do that. But what they do allow you to do is use what's considered in, in, in World of Warcraft a, a white piece, mm-hmm. meaning that it's uh, common, mm-hmm. and um, and use that. So I have like this common piece that I use on my uh, on my wizard over there. It's very nice. Okay, and so. I've got all this gear, and then you can swap it out. You can say, well, you know what? I'm tired of looking at tier six, and then maybe I'll go and I'll use my tier one and a half. Right. Or maybe some older PvP gear or something like that. Yeah, well, there's an issue with the PvP gear is that Blizzard didn't allow the level 60 PvP gear to be transmorphed, and people are pissed. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, I don't understand their logic. I mean, they said why. Um, it, it had something to do with the fact that, you know, they wanted people that earned it to do that. I'm like, well, if you're going to do that, then why allow all this other stuff? Like, why just the level 60 PvP gear? So they're talking about um, they're talking about allowing people to buy in the future, like a replica item like they have in the Darkmoon Fair, which we'll get into later. Is that you can like in the Darkmoon Fair, I'll just say this is that you can buy replicas of tier one and 1.5 gear. Oh. Or no, I'm sorry. No, it's not one one point five. It's zero and zero point five. Remember um, the dungeon set gear? Yeah, yeah, the dungeon set gear. Remember, like you could you could get your dungeon set, and then there was an NPC in Iron Forge, yep. and yeah, then upgrade it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she would give you a quest to upgrade it. Those replicas are there in the Darkmoon Fair. So, you know, Blizzard is accommodating those people, but then I think like, I, and this is where some people get snotty about it. I've got my tier three set. 
from running 40 man max. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily want to see other people running around in that because that was hard to get. Right. Extremely hard. Really hard to get. And you can't get it anymore. No, you you can get close. You can get, um, in fact, I think it's a tier seven, which is close, but it's not exactly the same. I think they did that intentionally. But I don't know if I would feel right watching somebody run around with like a tier three when they didn't earn it the way that like we did. Mm -hmm. And maybe that comes off as a little obnoxious and and elitist, but that's sort of how I feel about that. No, it makes sense. If you can't go back and do it, then, you know, then it's something it's, it's, um, what do they call those, those achievements that turn into those those feats of strength. So it's like a feat of strength. Yeah. You know, so it's something you can't get anymore, so that's just the way it is. It's a feat of strength. And that said, Blizzard has records on people that uh, that did those accomplishments. So those people should be able to go back and, and get their stuff. You could say, well, like I had my tier, my tier 3. I got rid of it years ago. You go to this NPC. Sort of like the, uh, the NPCs that, that get you your pets back. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can go to an NPC and say, well, you know, I got rid of this gear. Can you give it back to me? And they'll give it back to you. So like if I got rid of my Dreamwalker set on my Druid, I can go to an NPC and they'll give me my Dreamwalker set back. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, transmorphication itself. Um, It allows you, as I said before, to put the appearance of one item onto another. It has to be the same kind, exactly the same kind. For example, you cannot put leather on cloth. You cannot put a a main hand on a one hand. It has to be exactly the same type. You cannot put a sword on a dagger, even though they're still one-handed weapons. Um, You... And it has to be for your class. Even though that seems kind of obvious, I just wanted to mention that. Yes, it, it, it does have to actually be for your class as well. Um, so a two-hander sword won't work if you only use one-hand swords. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And and um, oh, another thing uh, is that the enchant that you use... Like for example, if you have an item that has a level 60 enchant on it, but you want to put it... Uh, you want to transmorgan onto a level 85... The level 85 enchant is what will show up on the item. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Found that out too. Well, yeah. because some of the enchants were kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, would, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, whatever. I'm just happy enough to have the uh, the item itself. But this led to a whole big thing about, like, what gear do you get? Like, how far do you want to go with some of the items? Like as a as a cloth wearer, there's some really wicked stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for tailors, there is the imbued nether weave. Um, I, if you do runs of Magister's Terrace on heroic only, there's the um, Sindori robes. Um, there's an NPC that runs around. What is it? I think it's Blood Mistile. Let me just check. Yeah, Blood Mistile. Her name is Finissa. And she's a rogue. She drops these um, silver moon robes of the sun and the moon. Um, and some of the stuff is going up on the auction house very, very high. Mm-hmm. Like thousands of gold. Doesn't mean that people are buying it for that much. But um, on my server, um, there are some people that are putting up stuff for stupid money. And then they stay up for three or four days. So you know that they're not selling. Mm-hmm. Um 
because some of this stuff, even though they're rare drops, they're not impossible drops. And if you have an afternoon to run around and maybe kill trash or something a few times, you, you can get this stuff yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need to spend 10,000 gold on like some freaking thing. It's just ridiculous in my opinion. Sure. I don't care so how what much are some, money you have. <laughs> right. So what are some good resources for you know figuring all this stuff out? All right. So there are a few. Um, there is a, um, a Wowhead has a transmorgification section on their website. It's really, really nice. And it gives you an entire set and then breaks it down into the individual pieces. And from there, of course, if anybody's familiar with Wowhead, it gives you all the information in the comments on where to get this gear from. So there's that. The second thing that I found, um, and this comes from a guildie of ours, um, who suggested this amazing, amazing, amazing add-on called Mogget. And Mogget, what Mogget does, it does a couple things, but if anybody knows how to use the um, the dressing room, is that you, you put your cursor over something, you control left click it and then that item shows up in the dressing room well that's nice if you have a tabard on it screws everything up what Mogget does is it allows you to mouse over just mouse over an item and as you know you get you know you get your tooltips and whatever but Mogget brings up this 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 360 degree rotating model of you of your character with that item on without the tabard so you can see what it looks like and it, it'll work for any green level or higher i don't know why it doesn't do the rotate for a white level um item or well gray. you're not allowed you're not allowed to transmorg those right it has to be a soul bound item so the well, grays and the whites you can't morgue well, that I understand. I'm just saying that it still would be nice to to see the 360 on some of these items. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. You know, so that way I don't have to like do the whole, you know, the the whole thing in the dressing room. So yeah, you're right. It, it won't work for transmorgification, but I'd still like to see it. Uh, the other thing that that it does is if you type slash mogget, and, and maybe there's some other way of getting there, it'll give you its own internal database of transmorgification sets, and it'll tell you exactly. Uh, where it drops and what boss it drops off of, if there is one. So, so that's nice. There's another site, WowRoleplayGear.com, which is really good because it has its own way of giving out um, uh, transmogrification gear. So, between those three resources, I think it's you can find practically anything. It's it. It all depends on how they break it down, how they break the data down, mm -hmm. and so that makes a difference between those three things. You're just gonna have to try them out for yourself and, and see what works. I tried doing it on our forums. <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> much work. I can't even begin to tell you how much work it is to put transmorgification sets together. Um, just I, I I can't do it. I mean, it would take hours. Hours and mm -hmm. hours and hours to put together decent sets and and put it all together. And there, there's some stuff that I never even heard of. Mm -hmm. There are some things that are popping up on the auction house. Like I'll do a search for for cloth chess pieces. There's stuff I didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. Like where did this come from? Oh, it came from like uh, some level twelve 
dungeon or something that I've you know I've run a million times, but I either never saw the item or I just ignored it. Right, right. Um. So, all right, that's where you get this stuff from, and those are your resources. Now, the question is: Have we seen a lot of people running around with this stuff? Uh, well, I know in my guild, I know our our main tank is also our raid leader. He loves the uh, wrath set, so I know he's mm-hmm. morgued a bunch of pieces in there, and um. Our Shadow Priest, who does the the great damage, he also has morphed his stuff to some older tier sets. Um, I forget exactly which one, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's an older one. I'm me. I'm just looking for. I actually like you know if I want to be fire, uh, fire, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> I actually like the the current uh, the tier twelve. It's all you know it's all fiery and stuff. So I have to mm-hmm. go back and look. But I know like our other mage. Um, he has morphed a lot of stuff to some of the gladiator gear. I forget mm-hmm. which season it is. Uh, mixing and matching. It's the one that kind of, I guess, from maybe two seasons ago. It's kind of purplish looking. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I have um, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just did a quick search in my curse client, so I found Mogget and uh, Mogget sets. And <laughs> another Mogget called Mogget Armor Kinis. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> I forgot to mention you. that. Yeah. yeah, it gives you all the um, it gives you all the transmorgification sets that look like bikinis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're crediting some other person with helping putting this together. That, I, I got to say that was pretty clever. I don't use that myself. I'm, I'm not into that sort of thing. But but right. I looked at that and I laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah, it looks like. <clears throat> excuse me. There's also like there's some other. Other plugins for Mogget. There's one here for your mounts, one here for your companion pets, and one for hunter pets. Mm-hmm. So I guess it helps. Uh, it helps show some of that stuff too. So I look forward to uh, playing around with this. It's really cool. Um, so we want to know from everybody what transmorgification sets you use. I've seen people. I've seen um, paladins with the tier two set, not the tier oh. one set, not the banana mm-hmm. shoulders. No, no, but, no. But the tier yep. two set, which was very nice. Oh, that's, that's, that's very popular. Very popular. Um, I've seen, um, a judgment set is wicked looking. Yeah. But, but apart from that, I've also seen, um, uh, there's a Stormwind guard set. There is cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Stormwind guard set that, that you can look up. Um, what else have I seen? I've seen, some old druid. You know what I have? I still have my tier zero wild heart set. If anybody has been a longtime listener of this show, remembers years ago how much trouble I had putting together that complete tier zero set mm-hmm. on my druid. Just waiting for the stuff to drop. Yeah. Yep. Just waiting for the stuff to drop. How many times did I run whatever it was? Um, Beard. Um, no. Stat, um, a strat. Um, a strat. strat. No, no. Over and over again. Waiting mm-hmm. Because that the, um, the kilt never dropped. Mm-hmm. I think it was 80 some odd times. I ran that. And oddly enough, I, I want to say something else. When I was doing my runs in undead strat for the, um, uh, the mount, mm-hmm. I never saw the kilt drop. Jeez. And I didn't look mount, it up right? to yeah. see if it still drops off of, off of the last boss in there off Baron. But, um, yeah, I never, I was, I was thinking like halfway through after my 50th run through there, I'm like, Hmm, that kill still doesn't drop in here. Um, so anyway, I still have that whole set. Um, what else? Have, uh, as I said before, I have my tier three set, tier one on my mage, half of my tier two. Speaking of which, if you ever want to run um, Blackwing Lair with some guildies, let me know because I still need a couple pieces. Sure. Um, 
Oh, I've still got a whole bunch of stuff. I have a lot of mis- you know, I should probably write down a lot of the stuff that I've got, but um I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't transmorphed more than one set. Right. So yeah, now speaking of cost, so if you have all this gear, so I guess you're throwing all this into void storage, right? Um no, okay, so here's the all right, let's let's talk about void storage for a second. Void storage is a new way to store the items that you want to keep, but not necessarily keep in your bank. I don't necessarily like it. And the reason why is because I just don't understand why Blizzard doesn't give us bigger bags. It's Mm -hmm. as simple as that. Why not just give us bigger bags? We can get 44 slot boxes in EQ2. Why can't we get 44 slot bags in this game? And they'll talk about server issues and storage and things like that. And I can understand that, but... Give us some bigger because you know what the number of items that I put into void storage. Now this is just me. I only put like sixteen items into void storage, mm-hmm. or something. It was some very low number. Those are all the the bag slots that I needed. Now I have mostly twenty two slot bags, and I've got some twenty fours. As a tailor, making twenty fours or buying twenty fours is is a lot for a few, ba- you know, bank slots. Mm-hmm. At the I mean, cost. Uh- you mean 26s, right? You can make 26. I'm sorry, 26s. The cost both as a tailor and, and to buy them for four slots seems like it's excessive. Mm-hmm. So to take those 16 or so items and put them into void storage for 25 gold each cuz that's how much it costs to put them in it takes nothing. It costs nothing to take them out. Right, but you have to put them back in. So if you want to morgue well, something you have in there, you got to take it out, morgue it, and then pay another and then put it back. 25 well, to put it in. Yeah, but the point of I, my the way that I'm using void storage is I'm using void storage for things that I want to keep but not necessarily transmorg. If I'm going to transmorg something, I'll keep it in my personal bank mm-hmm. so that I don't have to pay the 25 gold in and out or just out. I don't know. In, I have I I literally only have like one or two empty slots in my bank on my mage at all. Just at all. I've got all kinds of stuff. And I'm not talking about I have I'm just keeping like most of the like world event gear. I'm not talking I'm not even talking about I don't even have older tier sets or a couple of things. The only uh, cosmetic thing I might have is like maybe like the bringer of death. Uh, oh, staff, yeah. uh, and it, it's just you know a handful of that, and I, I, and I have all the different pets where they actually you know mail you one, and it's BOA, so you have to mail it to all of the other tunes. Whereas you know the newer ones, they just mail it to you you know automatically, yeah, and then the item gets consumed. I have like an entire row of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the huge enchanting bag, and that thing's full. You know, I keep all the current enchanting stuff in just one tier back in case I you know need to do something there. And, you know, the rest of it, and, and of course, tabards. Uh, so I guess this, you know, void storage was the whole thing where Blizzard said, oh, we'll give you something to store all your tabards. Because, you know, there's an achievement for having, you know, all these tabards, but where the heck are you going to put all that stuff? Well, there's, you know? an, there's, there's not an achievement for having them. It's, achieve, it's an achievement for getting them at some point. So they're cheap. So you can buy them and then just, like, resell them. That's what I did. Because what am I going to, I'm not going to do all these, like, wear all these things all the time. These tabards. I don't. I I don't particularly like tabards. I think they're a distraction, and I think they get in the way of other things. So I don't like using them. But if you wanted to, they're what a quarter for each well, one. It, 
Yeah, the, the, like you said, the cost is really incidental. It's more about, you know, you have to grind the rep to get up there. So I know there's an achievement, what is it, for owning like 55 tabbers or 65 tabbers. I know there's the whole 55 exalted reps. Yeah. So there's there's also like an, a corresponding thing for the tabbers. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. You can just buy it and then it'll just record that you have it and then just sell it back unless you're grinding out that rep. Yeah, so it's really not that big of a deal. At least to me it's not because if – I mean, I don't see the point in, in keeping so many tabards around when you could just go to the tabard vendor and buy it for a quarter. That's right. They they put the tabard vendor in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so okay. that that the tabard vendor is probably one way of solving that problem, and then void storage is, is a way of solving other problems. Anyway, rambling a little bit. Let me get back to, to um, the whole thing. You go to uh, the vendor, and it's 25 gold to put an item in. The item has to be soulbound. It has to be... Um, completely repaired mm-hmm. so you can't put broken items in that i don't understand it's, and uh don't you also have to pay 100 gold just to unlock it oh, yes yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right you have to pay 100 gold to unlock the whole system so if anybody thinks that it's expensive i agree from um an item to item point of view but if you think about the cost of how much um an illusionary bag goes for which is like 4,000 gold on my server versus 400 gold for putting in a bunch of stuff, uh, I would take the void storage. Now, I think that the reason why the game, why Blizzard put the void storage in in the first place instead of giving us bags is because they just wanted a place for people to put their gold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? it, 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 it's, it, it, it would seem like they put it in there to go hand-in-hand hand with the transmogrification because when you throw an item in the void store, it just strips it of all gems and enchants, and that helps them on the back end so they don't have to, you know, store a unique item. They can just say, okay, you have this generic item X, and mm-hmm. just put a little tick mark next to every account that has it. I well, mean, th- th- that makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that, okay, 100 gold to unlock it, all right, whatever, that's, that's like a thing you have to pay for, kind of like, you know, mounts and stuff okay that makes sense to me but okay 25 gold to deposit it okay but then again okay then you take it out for free so that's the whole idea the whole idea is you're going to put all this different gear and all this other cooler gear so that you can transmorg it and then you take it out you transmorg it and then if you want to put it back in it's not 25 gold i mean it's just that's just silly it's okay again the reason why i don't put transmorg gear into void storage is for that particular reason I, right. I think what you're doing is is pe- what people have been doing is they've been associating voice storage with transmogrification. Like you have to do one with the other, and and you don't. Right, you, you don't. But I mean, they. But the thing is, Blizzard introduced this, you know, at the same time, seemingly to go hand in hand. Right. Well, so so if if you think transmogrification is cool and you're gonna go farm, you know, all these older older raids and whatever, this NPC that might drop some stuff, you know, and you already and like me, you don't you don't have any extra bank space to put all the stuff, what are you gonna do? You know you're gonna put it into void storage and it's gonna, you know, cost so it's gonna cost you twenty five gold to put it back in on top of whatever, ten gold or twelve gold you know, to, to for each piece, the transmorgan. I mean, well, it's just a huge gold sink. Well, yeah. <laughs> and not that I'm defending it. I'm just saying, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. That's what it is. It's a gold sink. Um, I've got, um, I've got a bunch of stuff. I've got about 140 slots in my bank and it's about 
I want to say 20% holiday items, 75%, maybe 70, 75% transmore gear, um, or stuff that I think is unique. <clears throat> and then the rest of it are just little knickknacks. Um, so what I did was I took some of the unique items that I would never transmorg, but I wanted to say, oh, I don't want to transmorg this, but I want to keep it around for either sentimental reasons or whatever. That stuff goes in into void storage. The stuff that I may transmorg in the future, that stays in the bank. What? I just think it's a bit excessive. That's all. I mean, you want to do the 100 gold to unlock it, that's fine. If you want to do 25 gold, make it like a one-time thing. You know, maybe to like unlock the slot or something, or unlock that piece of gear, or better yet, why don't you give us an interface in the tra- from the transmogrification vendor that sees your void storage? So that I right, agree with. Right, right from the transmorg vendor, you have access to your void storage. Everything that's in your void storage, you can go there and then transmogrify. That I that agree makes with. sense. I would I would pay twenty five gold. To deposit an item that can just transmorg over and over and over again. But the whole thing of taking out and putting back in again for, for more money makes no sense to me. You know what? If they were to able if they were able to do that, if you could transmorg stuff directly from your void storage, I'd put everything in void storage. That exactly. I agree with. I think that exactly. would be a better solution. So So we want to know from people what you think of void storage. What do you what do you think of transmorg? Um, what sets have you been doing? Uh, there's just so many funny sets that are around. So so much funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool stuff and and you know what I've been doing is I've been I've been mousing over some people with interesting sets just to see if they're level 85 or not interesting yeah and I'll put together um, a list of stuff that I've got you know what's one of the most interesting things that I that I found it's in Blackrock Depths I forgot the name of the um, I forgot the name of the mob but it's the flame guy that's downstairs mm-hmm He's, it's it's the boss that's on the way to Molten Core. Um, he Incendi- dropped... Incendius. Incendius, thank you. He, mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Not okay. I'm sorry. There are two flame guys. Not not the big flame elemental. It's the it's more like the flame devil looking guy with the staff or the pole arm, whatever he's he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who dropped something called Circle of Flame. Very oh, rare. the head, the, the head, yeah, the crown, yeah, 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 the flaming crown. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, that's unique. It's it's a little different than um, um, it's a little different than the circle of flame that's used from the Fourth of July. Oh, and here's another thing that I wanted to mention. God, there's so much about trans work. Some people are putting up excessively high priced items on the auction house. The best thing for you to do is if you want something. Look it up on Wowhead, and then look at the see also, or look at the comments and see if there's anything similar. And I give you an example. I don't remember the name of it because it's. It, I just thought of it right now. There's an item that looks like the Tourmaline Crown, and anybody who's a mage or a warlock may remember the Tourmaline Crown quest um, from Blades Edge Mountains back in Burning Crusade. There, there are three or four little stones that would rotate around your head. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was kind of neat, and, and it was an animated. No crown. Uh, people like myself, I remember it tore me apart to get rid of that, but I had to because at the time I had no bag space, so I had to get rid of it. There's an item now um, that's similar to it that people are selling for like 5,000 gold on the auction house. <sighs> so if you haven't done the tourmaline crown quest, go do it, and then you can get that piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, like, for example, on my alt, my alt flew through Burning Crusade. She hadn't done that, that Tourmaline Crown Quest. So she can go do it and get it. However, my main mage, who got rid of that item years ago, that's gone. Right. And I'd really like to see Blizzard give the ability for people like me to say, you know, can I get that back? Can I trade? Can I give, like three times the 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 vendor value for this thing back and you know if i pay let's say the vendor value was 15 gold or something if i pay uh 45 gold for it to uh to one of these npcs to get it back and i could get it back that would be nice because they said that they have a log of everything that you've ever done although i don't know if it's that granular man it's all a database in the back end right oh no that's not true because there's an add-on that actually shows all the quests that you finished so they do know whether or not you finished it or not mm-hmm Although you might not have picked up that item from the end of the quest, chances are, if you're a caster, you that's what you got. Trends verification right. is very complicated, but it's a lot yes. of fun. All right, we're, we're running a little long here, too. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. Um, Valor point changes. The cap is now 1,000 um, mm-hmm. instead of 980. The problem with that is that you get 150 Valor points for each run that you do um, through, the, um, through the new um, Hour of Twilight quest. However, the problem is that 150 times 7 is 1,050, not 1,000. So if you do all 7 during the week, you're actually losing 50 Valor points based on the 150 you get per run. Right. So, but yeah, but still, I mean, the old cap used to be 980. I don't know how they came up with 980, so I guess they pushed it up a little bit to 1,000. And it was the old... It's 140 times 7. Oh. Oh, I see. See, because yeah, the old was 140. I see. So yeah. So why not 1050? Yeah. Why? 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 Why lose those 50 failure points? That's interesting. You want to talk a little bit about the uh, Dark Moon Fair real quick? Yeah, so I'll talk about it because we're, we're running a little long here. Um, I'll talk about the Dark Moon Fair real quick. Um, it's brand new and it's great. I love it. Instead of them setting up shop in Elwyn Forest or or wherever it is or a Shat, now what you can do is you go to the place where the um, where the Darkmoon Fair was before in those zones. Although I don't know if it's in Shat, though. I have to check. Um, but it's it's in the uh, the Horde zone and the Alliance zone. Uh, Alliance was in um, Elwyn Forest next to Goldshire. And there's a portal there now. And you go to the portal, and it brings you to Darkmoon Isle. And you have to take this path. You know, the path is a little long, if you ask me, because I've I've gone in and out of there like eight times in one day. And then after like the fifth time, you're like, oh, God, the path again. So you have to go through this path. I, I eventually just jump down now. <laughs> I take the damage. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, and and it's like it's like a little town with all these little shops. And then there's a boardwalk where people are fishing for one of the quests. And it's great. I love it. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to just real quick, there are a bunch of vendors um, that have interesting items. There is one with a balloon. Um, I believe that takes 90 dark. Oh, the old dark moon fair tickets will not work anymore. No, of course not. It's well, new dark moon fair. <laughs> I'm a little bummed about that. Well, I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but, um, everything takes the new dark moon fair tickets there. Are you, as I said before, you can pick up your tier, uh, zero and 0.5 gear. Um, um, the, the replicas for transmorg. Um, God, there's, there's just like food and then there's ale and a whole bunch of unique vendors there. Uh, the, the dailies are games. Some of the games are really fun. Some of the games are annoying as hell. 
um, the one where you have to hit the target with your gun. I have a lot of problems with that because you have all these people lining up, all these players lining up at the bench. And so sometimes somebody will walk right in front of you and you can't see. Hmm. Um, the steam tonk one is a lot of fun. The flying out of the cannonball is a lot of fun. Um, the interesting thing is that they've got quests, not daily quests, but quests where if you're, uh, if you've got a profession and, I don't know if you don't get the quest if your profession is below max, but what happened with me was my alt has 500 tailoring and 505 enchanting. I was able to get them up five points by doing these really easy quests. You turn them in, boom, five points. And my tailoring and enchanting right now is really hard to get up. Mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of trouble getting those last few points. Um, so the five was was very cool. Um, so that is that just a generic reward plus five to whatever profession? It's, it's three Darkmoon Fair tickets plus five to that particular quest's um, profession that you're doing, and I think there you get some tokens, um, uh, some Darkmoon Fair tokens. Tokens are like the tokens you get at the boardwalk to play mm -hmm. the play games. Uh, uh, that's good because my my shaman I never I maxed out his alchemy because that was really easy to do and there's some stuff I wanted to craft that required max level alchemy but for his JC since he's a drain eye it's you know like five thirty five um, but there was no really no no reason for me to max it out uh, but I guess now that the um, you know the epic gems are in the game and the epic cuts are in the game those probably require max level so they'll be good I'll have to go check that out see if I can get those last uh, bunch of points that way. Mm -hmm. Um, you can only do those quests once. They're not dailies. So you can't go back the next day and get five more points. I wish you could. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I would just tell everybody to just go there and have fun. Um, there is something that I want to tell everybody. If, if you if your cooking skill is low, bring, go to um, uh, Elwyn Forest um, and wherever it is that you go on the Horde side and get five flour before you go because there are some quests that make you go back to your little town and then go back to Darkmoon Fair. Like, for example, the cooking ones, you had to get these frogs, then you had to put them, uh, you had to roll them in, in flour. Well, the flour isn't sold at Darkmoon Isle. You had to go back, get it, and then go back to Darkmoon Isle. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's that, which I wasn't too thrilled about. But it's not that it's a big deal because there are portals there. Um, the problem is that in order to buy. I'm sorry, it wasn't flour. It was um it was red dye, blue dye, and coarse thread. I had to buy that all the way back at Eastville logging camp. Yeah, the the regular the things for tailoring, right? The 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 trade gear, the yeah, trade, trade item, gear the trade uh, Eastville yeah. logging camp. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just going to Goldshire, which is where I think I bought the flour from. Right. right. Um so yeah, it's it's not that out of the way, but not that big of a deal. So is the Dark Moon Fair available now just all the time? Or is it, does it still have that silly schedule where it's only available for, it's you know... It's the first week of the month now. First full it. week of the month. So I go check it great. out. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, all right, let's 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 end this. Okay, yeah, let's... Um, I'll, I'll just um, go through these bullet points really quick for the wrap up, wrap up the 4.3 stuff. So... Uh, some miscellaneous things. Uh, the experience you need to level from 71 to 80 has now been reduced 33%. So now you can face roll your alts all the way up to 80. Um, interesting note with the looking for dungeon. Um, if you 
happen to get a heroic dungeon using the LFD tool that will not lock you out of the dungeon. So if you specifically want to queue for a heroic dungeon, it will let you do that in addition to there. So mm-hmm. if you specifically queue for it, it will lock you. So you can only specifically queue for it once per day. But if you get to it through the LFD, then it won't lock you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new reforging interface, me likey. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. Very easy to reforge your gear now. Little uh, radio buttons to click on. Um, if you look at your world map, it'll now show you the different levels for the zone. So if you're wondering where to go to level your low-level alt, you can look at the map. It'll tell you the levels for the zones. Um, some interesting changes for professions. Uh, so now for engineers and alchemists, you can change your special specialization without having to re-level the entire profession, which was a, always a huge pain. What? So you like, had to do that before? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm... Um, my shaman is a uh, transmute specialist, so if I wanted to switch to, say, do pots, you would have to unlearn alchemy and then re-level it all. It was a huge pain. That's why I never did it. I don't so remember now, that. I mm-hmm. thought that you just had to change, like, do a different quest. No, that that was for tailoring. So the tailoring ones were like that. They they sent them up as quests in the game, but there was, I guess, for engineering and for alchemy, there was no way to reset them. But I know for tailoring, you could. Uh, and as I mentioned before, the epic gems are now dropping in the um, in the new raid instances, and you yeah. can go buy the cuts, uh, yep. which cost five tokens each. So have fun grinding out those JC dailies. Which, by the way, I'm just going to mention real quick. I hate it's the <laughs> it's the stupidest time sink. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can go on for hours about that, and I, I just think it's it's totally stupid. I, that, I agree that uh, that five is too much. Well, just the fact that you have to log in every day. The only way to level JC and get these these recipes is to log in every day and do it daily. And it's not like you can combine them like they did with the LFD tool where you could do it like, you know, seven in a week you know, on one day if you wanted to. No, you have to do it every day. Well, all every right. day but you have to, to be fair, it. people knew this was coming. I mean, they, what I'm saying is that they, they, could have, they could have done them the last three weeks on and off. Oh yeah, yeah. If you have that kind of time, but you know, just for me, you know, I haven't. Um, my shaman was like the third tune I leveled to to eighty five. It wasn't like a higher priority for me, you know, this this time around. So, you know, I'm just catching up, and it's like huh, I want to go through and do it every single day to get all these things. It's just, it's just a silly time sink. They should, they should at the very least combine it like they like they do for when when they updated the LFD tool, so you can like run seven things in a row get your rewards and it's you know seven per week instead of you know once every day it's mm-hmm. just silly um so and the last thing here logging out and back in again no longer takes you out of the lfgq now now another interesting thing i saw just real quick with this was um one time a friend of mine and his group were queued and they invited my shaman over to heal and it actually did not take them out of the queue or was it? Or was it my my mage? I, I forget what it was. Whatever it was, when when he when he invited me, he queued. He was the party leader. It did not actually reset the queue. Yeah, I think it, you know what it may have been. It may have been because it was on my mage, and I was a DPS, and I think they had just DPS in in the group. So as soon as I got the invite and I said yes, I want to join, I got the little "What's your role?" and I clicked it, and then it just added me. It did not actually requeue the whole group. Well, what happened to me the other day is that I had to do an enchant for somebody, and then they were level eighty-five, and then I got invited to their group, and and this this is one thing that bugs the living hell out of me about the game is that if I'm queued for twenty minutes on a twenty-two minute average timer, 
don't just take me out of the damn queue. Ask me if I yeah. want to be out of, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wound up getting booted from the queue. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah, like, cause, oh. Because yeah. you don't, what happens is after a certain amount of time, you forget. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're in the queue. You're doing your fishing. You're cooking. You're doing whatever. You're, you're romping around. You forget that you put yourself in the queue. And then somebody invites you to make, you know, a couple hundred gold. And then, boom, you're out of the queue. Oh, yeah, I got to requeue again. Yep. And you got to requeue again. Okay, oh. and the uh, last thing I just want to bring up, um, there's a new legendary, new rogue legendary, Fangs of the Father, uh, some daggers you can get that are uh, in the game now. And also, uh, just a little pet peeve, because, you know, for me, I'm still on the le- legendary quest from old Firelands, and... Um, I'm just wondering where this is going to leave us because, you know, my guild has started doing Dragon Soul now and, you know, Heroic Firelands that, you know, the 10 man still drops some really nice gear. Some like, you know, Heroic 391 gear like I was talking about before. So there might be some interest right now. But, you know, for for people like me, I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on the last, you know, very last quest. And the way mm-hmm. the way that the quests work is you basically have to kill the bosses in Firelands. Uh, to get everything, to get the either the drops or you click on the staff to suck out whatever you know whatever these items are. So you I mean you have to do firelands. There's there's no way around it. So I'm just wondering what's going to happen in the future once you know some of this other you know interest fades in firelands. Where is it going to leave people working on legendaries? Because you know I I understand why they dropped 4.3 when they did. It seems like you know Cataclysm was kind of in the lurch. And they needed to get all this stuff out. But, I mean, for, for our guild, we're a 25-man guild. We have one legendary mm-hmm. so far, okay? Our second one is probably another, like, one week away. So we'll have two. Um, it just seems like that's, you know, not enough time. It just seems that 4.3 dropped a bit early in terms of the legendary. For looking back on Lich King, for um, that axe, we had three easily three before um you know well then you know that was the very the last part of that expansion before the you know the next expansion came out but we easily had three legendaries you probably could have had four or five legendaries if you know if there are other people who who were looking to get it but then you know interest kind of died down before the next expansion came so that's my one little pet peeve is looks like we're only gonna get two i'm hoping because i'm number three so i'm hoping I'm hoping the interest will still be there so we can get, you know, at least a third, maybe even a fourth one done. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, if you want to contact us, I am Star Mike on Twitter. Lindian is Lindian mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, World of Warcast at gmail.com. And, of course, World of Warcast.com. And, yep, that'll do it. This is a little bit long episode, but I think it has got a lot of good information. Uh we don't have um, much feedback. We don't want to. We're running a bit long here, so I'm not going to include some of the feedback here. But please send us your feedback. Send us emails. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know how you're liking 4.3. How you like the different transport gear. Any other things you want to to send us information about? Okay. All right. We'll talk All right. to you later. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye bye.